This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. I'm Kate Bendel, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. Join me every second Tuesday at 10.30 as we explore all things to know about yoga. My passion is to open the doors of this powerful practice to the community and to share that passion with you. The Dunedin Yoga Lady, fortnightly on Tuesdays at 10.30 on ORFM and podcast from oar.org.nz. Hello and welcome to the Dunedin Yoga Lady Show. I'm Kate Bendel, your host for this morning. This show is for anyone who loves yoga already or is curious about yoga. Yoga has just exploded in the last sort of 20 years um, and it's become part of ordinary vocab. It's part of what we all know and yet I still think there's some people who feel that they don't qualify for yoga they haven't got the right look they're not the right age they're too old they're too fat they're too this they're too that and the reason behind my show is I want to let people know that there's more to yoga than perhaps what we're just seeing on social media and that it has benefits that are far-reaching and that Proper yoga can adjust itself to meet you, not the other way around. You don't have to be a particular way, shape, size or age for yoga to work for you. A skilled teacher and a proper tradition of yoga will adjust so itself and the practice so that you can still get the benefits from it. So today we're going to talk uh, about chanting again. I know often the show is about chanting and that would appear to be because my favorite part of yoga these days is actually chanting. I've been doing yoga now for over 35 years and, you know, spent a couple of decades of that doing the more physical practices, the, the things we commonly think of when we think of yoga. But over time, my practice has changed And I've settled in more in the last sort of five years in particular into finding chanting as my primary practice. So today we're going to talk a little bit about that. And if I don't talk too much, I will also chant a beautiful chant for you. So I'm going to open the show now with the prayers to my tradition, which I usually do. Shuklam Parataram Vishnum Shashivanan Chatur Pujam Prasanna Vadanan Yayeta Sarva Vigno Pashantaye Yasyak Virata Vakdratyaha Parishatyaf Parashatam Viknan Ignanti Satatan Vishvakse Nantamashoye Yanandamayan Devam Nirmalas Patika Kritim Ataram Sarvavidyanam I agree, Vamupas Mahe. 
Pundarikasanasinam Pandura Prendu Sannipam Akanda Botajanakam I agree Vamupasmahe Kurupyas that Kurupyascha Namo Vakamati Mahe Rini Mahe Chatakratyao Dampati Jagadampati Shri Krishna Vagi Shayati Swarapyam Samprapta Chakrankana Pashasaram Shri Nut Narangendraya Tau Samapitasvam Shri Krishna Maryam Guru Varyamite Irote Kartike Masse Shatatara Kritodayam Yoga Charyang Krishna Maryam Guru Varyamaham Krishna Maryasya Natavam Shapratipakam Kalyana Gunarupantam Shri Deshikam Namamyaham Prashanta Purushakaram Viniyoga Pracharakam Visheshavadikam Surim Tam Deshikam Smaramyaham Shri Guru Pyo Namaha Harihi So let's begin to talk about some of the benefits of chanting. It's like why why would you chant? Why would you be doing chanting um, as part of yoga? Well, it's, it helps here to remember that the what the goal, one of the goals of yoga is, is to calm the mind. And the reason, there's a reason. So it isn't like, oh, we just want to calm the mind. It's once we calm the mind, something else happens. Another experience is available to us when we haven't got a mind that's agitated by thoughts, which is kind of the general state for most of us, most of the time. Actually, it's the nature of the mind. It's like a little almost like a self-generating little motor, and it's just really, it goes. So a lot of the yoga practices, whether they're the physical ones or the interior ones or the breath ones, they are processes to quiet the mind down. Once the mind is still, we are able to have access to the deeper dimensions of ourself. 
and that you can see that as part of a spiritual journey, which it most certainly is. But if you feel that the the spiritual dimension of things isn't your kind of flavor, it isn't what you're seeking. If you're just seeking happiness and fulfillment, it's like that state of being without a busy mind. It's just peaceful. It's in yoga calls that you're your spa or yourself your true self it's like you get to experience your true self and that's one of the things that a chanting practice absolutely does that's the process of learning chanting is quite rigorous in a way like it's not a casual thing it's not like sitting around a campfire with a guitar and having a sing-along it's quite disciplined it's quite formal and the result of that is that your mind very quickly snaps into focus you can't you can't kind of have a casual distracted mind or if you do you will notice it during your practice, during your learning the chant. So a, a, a chanting practice, I find now, is the most effective, quickest way that I have from all the yoga tools I know to bring me into an experience of um, oneness with myself so that the, a lot of the egos dropped away temporarily unfortunately but just temporarily it's dropped away and I have access to for me it is a spiritual experience but it need not be a spiritual experience and that's one only one of the benefits I mean for me that's a major benefit but for other people they they may be looking at some of the other benefits. One, a very strong one, is that it improves mental clarity. It really is like a workout for your brain. When I first started doing um, chanting, learning chanting, I was in the very early stages or perimenopause really, and oh my goodness, my brain had just gone to mush. I had kind of constant brain fog, actually. Some of you may relate to that. And I found chanting lessons, even though they were really hard, there were times in it that I thought my brain was going to explode. What it did, it snapped me out of that brain fog. And for a period of time, I would return to the, the clarity that I had had previously. And now that I've passed out the other side of menopause and I chant every day, that clarity's there often, not all the time, but it's there often, often enough for me to continue chanting. Another thing that chanting does, because we are always chanting something positive, um, the chants that I know and learn and teach are all in Sanskrit. And they are all, the, the theme of them, that's not quite the right word, but I don't know what other word to use, what the chant is about, what it is describing, who or what you're chanting to is always something positive. 
often it's to some aspect of nature. So you're chanting about the healing power of water. You're chanting about the the clarity and the, the light of the sun, that sort of thing. Or you're chanting to the wisdom of Goddess Saraswati. Because it's a positive thing that is in the chant, your mind is connecting with something positive. Therefore, it's disconnecting from anything that's negative. So often people um, define yoga as union. They say, well, what is yoga? And the Sanskrit for that is union. And it, it kind of is, and that's not, I'm, I'm not bashing that. That is definitely one definition of yoga and one understanding. Well, the one I prefer, the understanding is of Yoga is what you disconnect from because we all have this inherent calm, this inherent goodness. Our, our nature is that. And it's the other stuff that we are connecting to and hooking into that's causing us disturbance, whether it's just our own mental thought patterns, whether it's addiction, whether it's drama, whether it's anxiety, whether it's depression, you know, like heavy, heavy thinking. If we can disconnect from those things, I yeah, I kind of think of that a metaphor really of like a boat that's tied to a jetty. And it's it, so long as the boat's tied to the jetty and that jetty is something negative, we're never going to experience happiness or peace or calm. But if you can disconnect, untie yourself from that jetty, you're just going to be able to drift out to sea. And in this metaphor, that's a good thing. I'm not thinking of castaway or anything. I'm thinking of ending up in a nice, calm, clear ocean. So chanting does that. I've ne never met anyone who, after chanting, feels bad. Sometimes if it can go, if it goes on a bit too long, um, you can actually have that feeling almost of exhaustion. Actually, that is possible. <laughs> but if you can get the, the duration of the chanting right, there is a feeling of well-being and, and goodness at the end of it. So it can be really good practice if you suffer from anxiety or depression. And just stress, really. It, it manages stress in a very positive way. Because at the very least, the very, very least, you're not thinking of anything else when you're chanting. And Sanskrit is this very special language. And it's a little bit hard for us to kind of grasp in some ways because English is so different. I'm sorry, and I'm, I know there's listeners out there who speak more than just English. But Sanskrit in particular, the, the, the vibration, the sound of the word actually is, it contains what it's describing. So it's not just words, it's a vibrational language. So you are altering your own inner landscape, you are altering your own vibration. And that's why it is considered one of the most cleansing and transform transformative of all the yoga practices. And my experience of 
yoga over 35 years is definitely for me the chanting has had the most significant positive impact on me in terms of positive change, letting go, distressing habits or um, conditions and allowing me greater access to my sort of more expanded self and a stronger spiritual connection. And actually, if we look at the word um, mantra, because we are chanting mantra. So mantra, one thing they say in the yoga tradition that mantra is the way to overcome your suffering. So if we repeat mantra, we will overcome our suffering. And all of us suffer, you know, to some degree or another. It doesn't mean that you have to have a major mental illness, although you might, and that may be your form of suffering. In yoga, it's considered suffering when we're disconnected from our deepest self. That is suffering. And most of us do. I think, you know, there's, it's a fairly common to feel lost or lonely, anxious or depressed at some point, if not a lot of the time. And, and chanting is a real remedy for that. So in the yogic practices, there's many ways to practice mantra. Often it's just spoken, so you can just say a mantra. And you can also whisper a mantra, or you can take a mantra into your internal world and you just repeat it mentally. I know that was my first exposure to mantra back in back in the 80s, I think that was. Um, transcendental meditation was quite a big thing. It was quite popular in New Zealand at the time. And I went through a little initiation, which was kind of cute. I think we, all I remember was hankies and flowers and incense, I think, and being gifted this mantra, which was a secret. And all the meditation was actually was just plain old mantra meditation. It's, and the idea was to sit down and repeat the mantra silently for, I think it was 20 minutes, morning and evening. And that is actually quite a powerful practice. It does change your thinking and that had really good benefits for me and I've spoken to a lot of people since who have practiced TM and have had transcendental meditation and have had benefits from it so that's sort of the one use of of mantra whereas chanting is a little different we are everything we chant in, in my tradition is mantra it is vedic it has come from the vedas but we do it um in uh, singing is not quite the right word because it's not there's no melody there's only actually three notes um so there's a middle note there's a low note and there's a higher note so everything that we chant is just on those three three notes and that sounds super simple doesn't it and maybe for some people it is super simple I found it quite tricky when I first started like really tricky but it doesn't matter it's the process of learning that is worthy there it's never about can you sound nice when you're chanting so I was lucky enough 
to be part of a tradition that chanting is a really significant part of it to the degree that they train teachers to be chanting teachers. So not only are we trained to be asana teachers and pranayama teachers, we also can go on and learn to be chanting teachers. And that I have now done. So I'm really excited to be offering Vedic chanting lessons. Some of them are going to be in person, but it actually goes really well over Zoom. Like the lessons I received from my teacher currently, they're over Zoom and it works really, really well, surprisingly. So if you're interested in learning Vedic chanting, uh, my contact details are on my website. It's kate.bendle at yahoo. No, no, it's not. Whoops. No, it's that I'm just rattling off my email there. That's just an automatic habit. The website is The Dunedin Yoga Lady. So same name as the show, The Dunedin Yoga Lady. And there's a contact form in there. And for some people, chanting is the doorway into yoga. They're never going to be interested in the asana bit of it, the postures, the, um, the physical part. And you don't have to be. Chanting is a valid part of yoga. And it can be the practice that you do. So I'm just going to chant for you. I don't think I'll chant all of it. Actually, I'm looking has times clipping on but I'm going to chant you some of the mantra pushpam this is a beautiful chant and it's a chant that is all about the the power of water of what the sort of yeah the healing capacities of water and it was also very commonly chanted for for females who want to get pregnant, they actually kind of will learn this mantra traditionally and chant it at, in the hope of conceiving. Ah, 
just a, a short part from the mantra pushpam so if you are interested in chanting i think it also helps to know that it is like a lot of things you can start at a more introductory a basic level and you're learning the the rudimentary the fundamental principles of chanting and that the longer you stay with it you will learn more complicated chants and also become more subtle with the practice um, there's a chant I've been learning with my teacher for close on six months and you know the first three or four months it was actually just learning to get the pronunciation kind of right and the notes kind of in the right place and now as we're coming towards the end of it there's just minor subtle nuances that we're adding to it so it's a beautiful practice if you are at all curious or interested I would really urge you to make contact with me or keep an eye on new yoga I know we're going to be offering some chanting up there in 2023 but if you're someone who prefers just to do things from your own home it really is possible to do this over zoom so you've been listening to Kate Bendel, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. Thank you for spending this time with me. And we'll be back in a fortnight's time. I'm Kate Bendel, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. Join me every second Tuesday at 10.30 as we explore all things to know about yoga. My passion is to open the doors of this powerful practice to the community and to share that passion with you. The Dunedin Yoga Lady, fortnightly on Tuesdays at 10.30 on ORFM and podcast from oar.org.nz. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.